You guys remember a few weeks ago when I was having trouble with my state in the multiverse? What? Well, it's really fucked now. I've turned into a dinosaur! <laughs> Please help me! I've turned into a dinosaur! Help! Help! Yeah. Hi, welcome to the Bomb Squad Podcast. I am your host and master of ceremony, Tanner Richard Kraft. Hi, I'm Austin Zwiebelman. I'm Rain Conversi. Hi, I'm TikTok sensation Joseph Rennick. Hi, I'm Tim M. Sullivan. And we have a very uh, special guest today. Hi, I'm James the Nerd. James, what, what, what would you say you do? Plug yourself right now. I cry a lot. <laughs> I'm a Twitch streamer. Primarily, uh, I do these big charity events every year. And yeah, I'm basically just a Twitch streamer. I cry a lot. Well, that's true. All Twitch streamers cry a lot. I literally have a hat up here, so I'm sorry I cry a lot. And if you can't tell by the um, glorious uh, lizard bit, today we are talking about yet another multiversal movie, specifically Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, a Sam Raimi-directed picture, his first movie in nine years. Well, a Doctor Strange sequel six years after the original. A lot of years have passed, but Doctor Strange has had the opportunity to do a lot in those six years. So before we get into our thoughts on the movie overall, I'm just curious, what do you guys think of Doctor Strange's journey in the Marvel Cinematic Universe so far. Austin, we'll start with you. It still blows my fucking mind that we got the entire Spider-Man Home Trilogy between <laughs> Doctor Strange installments. Oh my god. <laughs> wow, you're yeah. right. To put it in perspective, Doctor Strange was the 14th film in the MCU. Multiverse of Madness is the 28th. Doctor Strange, the original, was as close to Iron Man as Doctor Strange 1 is to Doctor Strange 2. It's fucking nuts. <laughs> Stephen Strange is like, he's a great character to me, okay? Even though he was one of the world's great doctors, right? Like Neil Patrick Harris or Mario. Medical science failed to save him when he suffered a case of rapid-onset terminal bonitis. And he had to turn to supernatural forces to carry on with his life, even though that path turned him into a bloodthirsty vampire. That's right. We're actually talking about Morbius today. First movie to make $69 billion Morbius. worldwide. It's Dr. No. Morbius, the multiverse of Morbius. Morbius. It feels like Dr. Strange's <laughs> domain of, like, crazy magic, like, sort of helps viewers interface with the MCU's more grandiose mechanics. Like, messing with time and messing with timelines and messing with timelines from alternate universes. He's just absolutely crusty about the whole thing. One thing I, I always remember about the first Doctor Strange film is that it deviated from the norm visually and with the way he tackles the final boss. He just straight up pesters an LSD monster until it gives up. I, I can tell you confidently that Steven's testicles were not damaged in that car accident. One final shout out before I like pass the baton over. Thanks to the Big Hero 6 VFX team for developing those crazy 3D Mandelbub fractals. I'm sure that that R&D led to some of those weird mirror dimension scenes that made the first Doctor Strange such a joy to watch. All right, let's move on to... Uh, Joe looks too happy, so we'll move on to Rain next. <laughs> what do you think of Strange's journey in the MCU so far? I mean, there's aspects of Doctor Strange, Stephen Strange I like. I, I like magic. All the trippy mirror stuff, fun. Him actually freaking out about murdering a person because, you know, his hypocritic oath and all that. That's cool. Like Sam Raimi, I like it when the main character is just like put through misery after misery after misery. 
Misery, misery, misery. That's what you've chosen. Probably one of my some of my, one of my favorite like climaxes for like a big like action movie ever is the climax in the first Doctor Strange, where he just dies over and over and over and over again. Uh, just that's just so such a cool way to end it. Just being way too ballsy for him. And also, now I think about that, might be one of the only instances in pop culture when a villain's like put in a time loop. That's for Bill Murray, <laughs> the ultimate villain. Bill Murray is a real life villain. <laughs> yes, I'm saying. I like that they were brave enough to make him like an actual asshole in the first movie, mm-hmm. like a genuinely unlikable person. Like, because usually they're just like they'll make a character like Hollywood unlikable. Which is honestly kind of what he turns into. I, I just saw him as like kind of a bland man who dispenses good uh, magic fight scenes. That's sort of just how I view him. Like after like the halfway point of of the first Doctor Strange on. Let's move on to hmm, Joe. Looks too neutral, like he's wanting it. So we'll move on to Tim next. <laughs> Why are you picking on me this podcast, Tim? What do you think of uh, Doctor Strange's journey in the MCU so far? I think he's a neat character in the movies. I do really enjoy like the stuff that he had in the What If series. Like I thought that he was interesting in that. He was kind of a neat addition. I remember really enjoying the first Doctor Strange movie when I saw it back when it came out. And uh, I was looking forward to this one because, you know, uh, Raimi's directing. I don't think I would have been interested if it was any other director, though. But that that made me interested in uh, checking it out. And so that's why I'm here. You're here. Then who's flying the plane? Penguin. All right, Joe, just for that, uh, James, we're going to go with you next. Uh, what do you think of Doctor Strange's journey in the MCU so far? Um, Yeah, back to you, Joe. Oh, no, you passed it! This is a first! We've never seen this before! Well, Joe, it's your time to shine. All right, okay. So that first movie I thought was very, 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 very okay. Get another very in there for good measure. Yeah, very, right, it's very, very okay. talk. Thank you very much. So what? I thought that the 2015 film was all right. It was, it was the what best movie in the MCU, but it was it was pretty good, you know. I like the time thing in the very end of it. I kind of felt like they were just trying to replace Iron Man with time. Don't keep going, you're on a roll. I, I feel like they were basically just trying to replace Iron Man with Doctor Strange, but in a way. Because I remember that was complaints back then about that. But overall, I mean, his character has grown a lot since we last saw him, but also they're just, it's the same fucking character. Like, he grew a lot, but like nothing really changed. I would say you could just replace this movie with the first one. It's the same character. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think there's been any real growth. Does anyone remember he was in like three minutes of Ragnarok? Yeah, he had the gloves. He was dripped yeah. out seven ways to Sunday, my guy. Uh, James, if that's all you have to say, Joe, it's my oh. turn. So, uh, <laughs> go ahead. No, what? Why not? Why the fuck not? I gotta bring my cat in to talk yeah, about this. No, no, no. Oh, God. Joe, do you actually? Yes, I, I will actually talk this time. Like I said, the first Doctor Strange movie I thought was very, 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 very okay. I didn't get much out of it. Like, I guess a lot of people did because people were just like praising that thing nonstop, like especially in terms of the visuals. And I was just like, oh, this is kind of a derivative of Inception, except for that Dormammu bit at the end, which was pretty fun. And I think the problem with that for me is it's just like, didn't entirely care for the character of Doctor Strange, even though I thought the casting was fine. And I'm also just, I'm not a Scott Derrickson fan, even though I used to follow him on Twitter. I'm not on Twitter anymore. Really cool guy, gives out very fun, interesting film making stories. But as like a side character throughout the MCU, that's where I've always felt that he was the best was like whenever he would just have like smaller appearances, like especially in uh, Infinity War where his 
Powers really like gets a shine in that one. His little bit with Thanos towards the end of that movie is like one of the best parts of like that entire film. So uh, I, I guess going into this, I was expecting uh, something a little bit more visually interesting because we have we got a maestro behind the camera. We, we got Sam the man Raimi. The king is back. And they, they're touting this as like Marvel's horror movie. And what, what better uh, guy to get than Sam the man Raimi? who directed one of the best horror trilogies ever and dragged me to hell. I just hoped for a good time and hoped for a good film from my boy. So back to you, Tanner. I just love the sentence. He, he directed one of the best horror trilogies of all time and dragged me to hell. Well, drag me great to sentence. Hell. No notes. No, 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 no notes. So uh, I'm going to go against the grain here a little bit, apparently slightly. I'm a big, huge, gigantic fan of Dr. Strange's character. I really did enjoy the first movie when I saw it. Uh, maybe the primary difference is, is that I saw it in 3D. And as far as post-conversion jobs go, pretty solid work, pretty great yes. work. That first movie in 3D. Oh, baby. That's some shit right there. Amazing. Probably the best post-job I've seen outside mm -hmm. of Titanic 3D. I definitely see him as a Tony Stark replacement, but I think his arc is a little different. Well, he doesn't have an arc. Uh, okay, uh, James, I'm kicking you from the call. Like everyone else is saying, I like him most as a side character. His three minutes in Ragnarok is really fun. He's arguably the lead of Infinity War. Mm -hmm. If you were to designate any character in that movie as the main main character, aside from Thanos, you would probably pick Doctor Strange or Iron Man, one of those two. But the main character of Infinity War is Thanos. He's fun in Endgame. I love him holding up Wave because they couldn't figure out what else to do with him. He just holds up Wave for 20 <laughs> minutes. Great work, no notes. And then I enjoyed his uh, appearance in No Way Home this past December. So when I heard Raimi was directing this, I was like, let's fucking go. I'm so pumped. Sam Raimi, he's directed my fourth, then fourth, now fifth favorite movie ever in Spider-Man 2. He's directed one of my favorite horror movies ever in Army of Darkness. This is going to be a horror superhero movie thing. That could be really interesting if it's like a feature-length version of the hospital scene from Spider-Man 2. We'll see about that. I heard about a lot of the crazy, crazy things, but I didn't know the actual plot of the movie going in, which was nice because I basically knew all of No Way Home going in. Um, but what do I think of the movie overall? We'll find out with this next set of questions, which is, what do you think of the movie overall? Who am I going to start with? I mean, I guess we got to see how Tim, what Tim thinks. Oh, this is like without a doubt the best looking MC movie. It was crazy seeing like a cross dissolve in MC movie. What creative mm -hmm. editing? The only time they did that was when like Gamora died in, in Infinity War. Oh yeah. And then also wait, remember there was like the freaking um I forget what the, what it's called, but like the when they like they do it in cartoons in old time movies where like it goes to black, like the yeah. you know the circle. Oh, oh the circle thing? The yeah. Thing. They, they even do that. And then also those, those the, the transitions. Oh, man. So good. Raimi's fingerprints, baby. Ah, it, it's interesting. This might be like the most simple MCU movie, like plot-wise. Like, it's just our characters constantly running away from the scary witch, which I think is fun. Like, it's just like treating all these alternate universes just like a big haunted house almost. I'm just like, no matter where we can go, she just can't escape her. I appreciate the simplicity to a degree, but I don't know. At the same time, just... I just didn't feel like there was too much depth here. Like, I don't know if the scripts, it felt like it went through a lot. Like you can tell like there was some reshoots and stuff and like it had to like kind of recuperate and trying to, I, don't know, I think they did good with what they probably had to do deal with. Like for the pre-production side, it sounded like they were going through a whole lot, um, constantly changing ideas and stuff. So I should be happy with like how, um, how put together it is, but I don't know. So the main thematic conceit of like learning to move forward and not dwell on the, 
past like there's a like there's a lot of inherent value of that for me so much so like and while i was watching this in the theater mixed with the visual aspects of it like there were times where like this is like my, my second favorite mcu movie but I, don't know, I just for me personally the exploration just wasn't which it was just a little bit too shallow for me to like really feel it like long term and not just like in the moment it's mostly just because i don't give a shit about dr strange like at all basically whenever like dr strange was like you know going through his emotional struggles i was feeling emotions but my emotions were just me like putting my emotions onto his blank face it wasn't me like yeah. feeling for him i i did i am being kind of negative i do like this movie a lot though for my notes i put um for scarlet which is perfect just it's the costume great uh the way they share like just like a scene monster great um olsen's performance great I, I i can't say anything perfect and then for ending i said insert an ending here but i didn't get around to that all right to contrast with rain a little bit we're gonna go with the person that i think feels the hottest about this movie joe Vranick. it's your time to shine take it away yeah, um, so it was it was very weird because um, I mean I like Sam Neill in the in the lead role. Um, I, I thought he was going to be called <laughs> Doctor Strange though. Um, and if if you don't get the joke, I'm I'm referring to the to the John Carpenter movie in the Mouth of Madness. I, I, I pulled a Tim Sullivan <laughs> from a while back. They did that on purpose. The title is an intentional allusion to that. Yeah, yeah. it's like it's like an allusion to H.P. Lovecraft. Sam's back, man. This is easily like the most like violent MCU movie I've seen in a hot minute or ever. Can, can we get into spoilers? Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. What? What do you mean? So, That's always been assumed. So that fucking shot when Black Bolt fucking just like <laughs> annihilates his head. This talk about I have no mouth and I must uh, scream, huh? Exactly. I have like little cousins who like superhero movies and my uncle was asking if he should take them to go see this movie. I'm tempted to say yes, but I know it will give them nightmares. Good. Build character. Unironically. I had to sit through the fucking hospital scene of Spider-Man 2. This is that for them. Uh, they're yeah. gonna... This is worse than that. Though. Oh, yeah. It's, yeah. <laughs> far, far worse. Also, there's like a homage to the fucking ring in this movie when Wanda's like coming out of the well, She goes the through gong. the gong. <laughs> visually, it's easily, other than maybe Guardians 2, the most visually interesting Marvel movie since mm-hmm. then. I especially think like all the character work in this is d- like done really well. I actually gave a shit about Doctor Strange and his plight. I owe Kevin Feige and Elizabeth Olsen like a humongous fucking apology because I remember at one point not being the hottest on Wanda Maximoff. Man, WandaVision was a step in the right direction because, man, she's just become one of my favorite characters. Like, holy fucking shit. This character's done a complete fucking 180. And um, I I guess to kind of just like connect it to just like personal emotions because I had friends of mine tell me it's like this is probably going to be the movie that you need right now. Um, they said given, Wanda like, would be the character you need too. In a way, yes, but also Doctor Strange. I got my heart broken pretty bad, but I've also experienced a lot of great loss from loss of friends to death. This whole fucking movie is about loss and like trying to work and like work through and overcome the feelings of loss and like getting over it essentially. And I'm just like, it's like Sam Raimi read my mind and made a movie for me. Thank you, Sam. Like this was the movie I needed right now. Five stars. I'm so happy to have you back, man. Second favorite movie of the year. Everything, everywhere, all at once is still King. Cause that that's just 
That's yeah. come on. Krasinski is fan, Mr. Fantastic. Awesome casting. Yes, Back to you, Tanner. baby. I disagree with that. That's okay. You're wrong. Anyway, Austin, um, it's your turn. Uh, you uh, had a pretty uh, good fun time with this movie, huh? All right. Let's bang these out. I wish they had gone to more places. Okay. Mm. When they yanked out that demon's eyeball with a streetlight, I went, hell yeah, this is the coolest MCU movie ever. Then, one hour later, our protagonists are stuck in a magic-proof box getting lectured to, and I had calmed down on the movie considerably by that point. (laughs) They set foot in two other universes in this movie. Mm -hmm. Majority of the journey was spent in this very tame, like, what if Al Gore had won the 2000 election dimension? (laughs) And New York had a radically different gardening budget. They gave me dry wings when I asked for sauce. Sauce. Flip side, I was extremely pleased watching this movie dump a bucket of blood on the MCU formula. Like, between this and Eternals, I think we can safely say that Marvel producers have reached a point where they finally stopped using cattle prods on their directors. I'm absolutely thrilled that they continued the sort of Doctor Strange family tradition of unorthodox approaches to the final battle, like taming the spirits of hell to be on your side, giving the antagonist exactly what they want just to show them how fucking evil they're being. Excellent Mother's Day weekend movie, by the way. Truly unhinged. I mean, watching Wanda Maximoff crawl out of a gong like Pennywise reminded me of my old lady when I used to leave dishes in the sink. I don't think that the screenplay, though, gave America Chavez a fair enough shot at being likable as someone who hasn't read the comics and doesn't know who the hell this person is. I thought that her mini monologue about the rules of surviving in the multiverse would have been a good place to, like, hook people. And then she says, rule number one, you're an idiot. Rule number two, you're not you when you're hungry. Eat a Snickers. And... (laughs) But it runs into Bruce! Like, I think the screenplay could have used a couple more passes, or, in an ideal timeline, a complete restructuring. I really enjoyed Michael Waldron's work on Loki a lot more than I enjoyed this screenplay. But at the end of the day... I try to remember, this is the kind of massive media machine where small, important creative victories happen over a long time. Like, this may not have had the unlimited potential of everything everywhere all at once, but for an MCU movie, it might as well have been the cabinet of Dr. Caligari. And it's always nice to see Sam Raimi do his thing. Uh, 7 out of 10 when adjusted for head deflation. All right, let's uh, move on to uh, James. When we last talked about this, you were unsure if you liked it or not. Yeah. Have you reached a conclusion? No. (laughs) (laughs) All right, baby, we got to figure it out in real time. Talk, talk, talk. So uh, I agree with everything that Austin said. But it is called the Multiverse of Madness. We got two multiverses, baby. We should have gotten. And here's my pitch for this movie, right? Yes, the Illuminati was cool and all. But you should have left that as like a reveal that these people were in the Illuminati and like met each one of the universes separately. I mean, and have them all be from different universes meeting together for one Illuminati because some Illuminati comes from different multiverses. So say we see the universe that Black Bolt is in and we see the like this universe and we find out the leader. Did they just show clips from the TV show? (laughs) Which I will say, I'm really glad they brought back the same actor because I watched two episodes of that and I was like, goodbye, this wasn't for me. But I um, watched the whole thing. Well, rest in pieces. (laughs) 
I think for Mr. Fantastic, as I said before, I get the John Krasinski eye, but I think he should be the main one in the MCU. But they should have brought back Eon Gruffin or whatever his name oh, was. Oh, okay. If that's what you're saying, I understand that. They should have brought him back and then killed him off immediately. Like, cause, because I, w- I would have been, you know how hype I would have been if that was not, an, if we didn't see any leaks or nothing. And you see my, because my main movies when I grew up were the Sam Raimi movies and those Fantastic Fours. I know they're awful, but I fucking God, love no them. God, no wonder like, you're fucked day, up. To this day, I love them. So if I saw him there, I would have lost my mind and I wouldn't have even thought, oh, they're going to kill him. I would have thought like, oh, they'll leave him in a pocket universe. If they kill him immediately and like he's the smarter, like more intelligent. <laughs> I, feel like, funny. <laughs> I feel like he's the more smart, intelligent Mr. Fantastic already. Like if you see it, this is this looks like an unexperienced, stupid read that isn't that smart. Like he gave up the whole plan immediately. I think the other Miss Fantastic would have been better writing. And like if he had a little bit better writing and used the other Miss Fantastic, well, I feel that would have loved it. But with that, um, the Illuminati was like the biggest draw of the movie for me. I, I thought they would do more. I thought they would show, of course, who built the Ultron bots. But you're following a way home saying, oh, it's all led up to this. And I'm like, oh, this is gonna be fucking crazy. Oh, sorry. Wait, can I curse? Yeah. Just in all, I just think there should have been a little bit more to it I love Sam Raimi's directing it was phenomenal it was it felt like a Raimi movie like the different shots and angles and did you notice the CGI wasn't bad because he knew how to use it Sam Raimi knows what he's fucking doing so I'm saying he knows how to do CGI prep. Like he was back in the 2000s and CGI was shit and, and those half movies the train fight is CGI and it looks amazing so here's what I thought going into the movie, right? I thought this was going to introduce the mutants and a Fantastic Four into the MCU. That's what I knew going in. I'm like, oh, you know, this kind of cool. did. <laughs> but, but, but I, I like at the end of it, That's I thought, fair. Okay, okay, I thought the ending was going to have a, a was that, and I have a House of M moment where the whole world like. And like, there's a whole different warp reality for the whole for permanently. That's what I thought the ending was going to be. I didn't care how if the X Men brought in or nothing. I thought this was House of M where she goes normal mutants, but it's like reverse. I thought that was going to happen. I was so positive. No, comma like nothing, more mutants. Exactly. <laughs> but nothing happened. Like, oh, Wanda got crushed by some rocks. We'll see her again uh, later. Except she like, poofed away. I guarantee it. She signed a seven-year contract. She's coming back. But it's like, it's like, why set up that? Like, uh, it was that was that was stinky. Wanda was good. I love Wanda in it. Like, we stand Wanda. She slayed. Uh, quoting my resident, uh, my resident, uh, that wasn't a word. the res, residential residential ex. Jesus Christ, my my residential. What the fuck are you talking about, man? Residential? I think he's having a stroke. Resident Evil 4? I said, I said Wanda Slade as my res... I think we're going to have a, a first for the pod. Someone's going to fucking die on camera. <laughs> Sounds like you're real conflicted. We'll move on from someone who doesn't know how he feels to someone who I don't know how he feels because he likes to pretend that I don't know he liked this movie. Tim, go ahead. What did you think about the movie? So I went in uh, with expectations that it, it might be pretty cool. Uh, you know, you got Raimi directing, and that's exciting. Uh, I keep, keep hearing about it. it's going to be the horror movie of Marvel, and that's exciting. But I also remember when everybody said that WandaVision was Lynchian, and so I had to <laughs> take that with a grain of salt. Uh, so I, I had to go in with tempered expectations. I, I went in, I saw it last night. And uh, as I was watching it, I was just kind of thinking, man, I think they really oversold this one. It's okay. It's fun. It has some cool spooky stuff. Uh, It's got some fun Raimiisms, but it still just kind of feels like another Marvel thing. But then something happened. Wanda stuck her hand through a mirror and it turned into liquid. And at that moment, 
I realized the Raimi movie was starting. <laughs> and and, and that, that was when I was having fun with it. From that point forward, it, it became a movie I was enjoying. Uh, I, I really enjoyed Wanda's arc through the movie. Because in WandaVision, like, they make her do all these like crazy fucked up things, but they don't really give her the villain treatment. And when I saw this movie give her the villain treatment... That was exciting to me. Like that, mm-hmm. that was like full, fully seeing this come full circle. I thought that she was just an incredible, like terrifying force throughout the movie. They let Raimi do his thing with her. They just let him go full crazy horror director. And that was just a lot of fun. I do have some crit- criticisms though. Like I did really enjoy the Scarlet Witch presence, but I think having that context from WandaVision is what made me really appreciate it like i think people who didn't watch that don't necessarily have the same appreciation and that's kind of a big ask for a movie that you have to watch a fucking nine episode miniseries to fully understand the movie and uh i I agree with austin i think that america chavez really just didn't get much characterization and i think that that really could have helped to build on that i think that there's some things that could have been a little bit better but overall it was a fun time i did enjoy it if for nothing else just purely for the horror aesthetic of it uh keep keep doing stuff like this back to you tanner god you guys are smoking drugs i thought america chavez was one of the best parts of this movie well you want to get into it then tanner i fucking love this movie let me put it this way you all know i'm already a Marvel super fan. And I'm also a Sam Raimi super fan. You put the two thing together, me go a goo goo goo. A gabba goo goo. You like turn Italian boy. <laughs> I go for all oh, pizza ball. Time to deliver a pizza ball. As I've alluded to before, I knew a lot of things about this movie in advance. Um, I basically have accepted the fact that I just know things about Marvel movies in advance. I knew Xavier was in this movie in November. Two days after I found that out, I found out Wanda kills him. (laughs) I knew basically all the cameos beforehand, but it didn't matter because you know what? The rest of the movie's fucking awesome. It's truly, truly, truly has deep horror elements. Scarlet Witch is basically a horror villain, in my opinion. It's not fucking Winter Soldier. It's a political bullshit or whatever. It actually had horror elements to a genuine, real deal horror elements. It was really dark. It was really violent. I felt like it actually really delivered on that kind of hype that Kevin Feige Co. was sort of putting out there. And more than ever, it felt like a Raimi movie through and fucking through. Even the more Marvel-y bits felt very Raimi-y to me. For example, Raimi finally taught them how to color grade. They forgot how to do that for a while. Pretty nice to see. Innovative and inventive camera movements. Crossfades. I love the part where they're doing a big old, instead of Mordo doing a boring exposition, dump they edit it like a fucking music video and it's fucking awesome and i won't lie i got hyped seeing the cameos i really like krasinski as reed i think it would have been more interesting seeing ion growfield for this movie specifically Mm -hmm. but i do like krasinski as reed for the main line movies and i look forward to seeing more of that it was great seeing chuck again my buddy chuck xavier i call him chuck i don't know why joe made fun of me after we watched it that i just referred to him as chuck i was just like all right wolverine calm down there uh they killed him for the fourth fucking time rip my boy 
That's unfortunate, but they killed him again. But more than anything, seeing Anson Mount in a comic-accurate Black Bolt costume. Let me put it this way. I am a huge fan of Inhumans in the comics. When they said they were doing a TV show and they said the first two episodes would be in IMAX, I paid money for tickets to watch it in IMAX. I thought, wow, that sucked. That was one of the worst TV show episodes I've seen in my life. And I kept watching week after week after week, praying, hoping, making demon summoning circles in the off chance that maybe, maybe next week's episode won't suck. And you know what, guys? It always fucking sucked. So to see that actor from that TV show be given a chance to play a good version of Black Bolt, you know what? I felt rewarded. I watched every shitty episode of that fucking show, and Kevin Feige said, you've suffered. Here is your reward. And I felt fucking rewarded. And then he has the gnarliest death in the MCU ever. Like, holy shit. He fucking caves his own head in. I still can't believe Disney let them do that. Like, don't get me wrong. It's definitely PG-13 violence. It's just insane to think this isn't a movie distributed by Disney. But beyond that, I appreciated that this movie, how you guys are saying it's kind of lame they only went through two universes or whatever. That's one of the things I love about the movie. It was focused. It wasn't just cameo here, cameo there. Look at this universe. Look at this universe. Look at thing. Look at thing. Ooh, hey, hey. I hope he just doesn't come back. Hey, look, audience, I'm jingling my keys. You like that? You like that? It wasn't just that. It was actual meaningful character work, character arcs. Doctor Strange goes through a great character arc. He learns that he doesn't need to be in control of things all the time. And that ending of Elizabeth Olsen, where she's seen the monster that she's become, she got what she wanted and it wasn't worth it. And I'm crying. Fuck. Ding, 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 ding. It was really meaningful, really special. The character work is top notch. It's one of the best MCU movies and truly, truly loved it. It's my fifth favorite MCU movie. Sam Raimi, you son of a bitch, you've done it again. Back and better than ever. How I've missed you, my my beautiful son, Sam. I will say, I forgot Patrick Stewart could walk. (laughs) (laughs) No, me too, actually. I'm not kidding. I saw it for the fourth time last night and when he went inside Wanda's head, I'm not kidding. Some person behind me was like, is that Steve Jobs? And at first I thought he was just making the same joke everyone made and then when he turned around he said oh no it's xavier and i realized he thought it was actually steve jobs there's an actor from the steve jobs movie in this the guy who played andy hertzfeld michael stolberg yeah he gets a with credit for 30 seconds of screen time incredible all right guys but we have some fun trivia about this movie so stay tuned after this brief commercial break fuck prager you Yo, Magic, the snack for survivors. Welcome back to the Bomb Squad podcast where Glove, that's right, it's a multiverse of madness and I'm going mad. Still bottle. Who's ready for Tanner's Trivia Corner? I want my refund. Sam Raimi once said he didn't want to direct superhero films anymore after having lost himself faith in himself due to the critical audience backlash he received from Spider-Man 3. However, getting the call from his agent about this film, Doctor Strange, encouraged him to try again because he loved watching the first Strange so much. He's a big fan of the character because he loves his Ditko Lee creations. And he wanted to see if he could live up to the challenge of meeting the audience's expectations once again. Sam, if you're watching this, first off, why? Secondly, This fan, you smashed my expectations. Braver than the troops. (laughs) Jesus Christ, Tanner. 
Uh, fun fact, Elizabeth Olsen flew to London to work on this film just two days after she wrapped WandaVision. Whew, what a busy period that would have been for her. Damn. Uh, this is the first Marvel movie to be specifically credited as a Kevin Feige production. He's, of course, produced all of them, but this is the first time before the title card comes up, it specifically says a Kevin Feige production. The one identical monster in the film is known in Marvel Comics as Shumagorath, who was uh, named from a phrase in the Robert E. Howard short story, The Curse of the Golden Skull, published in spring 1967. However, due to a rights issue between Marvel and Howard's estate, the film has the monster renamed Gargantos after a sea monster in the Marvel Comics. However, we all know what that is. Joe, I think you even pointed out, hey, I know that thing. It's a uh, Schumer or whatever. What? The, the thing from Marvel versus Capcom 2. I'm surprised none of us brought that up, but the pizza vendor played by Bruce Campbell is His enchanted name is pizza by Papa. Pizza Papa. God, best cameo yeah. in the movie by far was my I boy Bruce. Give a hand Papa. to Bruce. You want to fuck him? I want a Funko Pop of Pizza Papa. Oh, that makes more sense. I, I fuck genuinely pizza balls. <laughs> So he, he's enchanted by a spell that causes him to hit himself for weeks on end. This is a, actually a reference to, we all know it, Evil Dead 2, when Ash Williams' hand, also played by Campbell, his hand is not a different actor, shockingly, <laughs> is possessed by the Deadites and attacks Ash by hitting him or smashing stuff. Why is it written like that? Would you assume, would you... Because why it's IMDb, funny, Tanner. Because it's funny. <laughs> In the living room of the alternate Wanda, the TV show features a cartoon showing Oswald the Lucky Rabbit. Walt Disney initially invented this character in the 1920s, but when Universal Pictures took the rights to Oswald away from him, Disney invented Mickey Mouse instead, who soon completely equips Oswald in popularity. Presumably in this alternate universe, Mickey was never invented and Oswald remained popular. I want to live in that oh, universe. Please. Why? What would change? It'd be the Less same. Disney. Less Disney. No, because you also see Snow White in yeah. the film later in the same universe. No, so no, yeah, nothing changes. Just it's just, it's just, he wants the rip. He likes Bugs Bunny. I, I love Donnie Darko. My friend was in Donnie Darko, and I love bringing this up. While Doctor Strange and America are tumbling through the multiverse, there's a brief moment when another variation of a New York street is shown, and a taxi cab with the logo... Grindhouse Releasing is on the roof of the car. Grindhouse is a theatrical distributor for revivals of Sam Raimi's first feature, The Evil Dead. The company was also co-founded, along with Sage Stallone, by Bob Moraski, who also edited this film along with the Sam Raimi Spider-Man trilogy. Some alternate castings for you. The studio was initially interested in Lily Resto or Ilabel Merced to play America Chavez, but the actress Gomez was uh, ultimately cast. In the 1995 film Sliders, or a 1995 show Sliders, is there's a show about traversing multiverses like this movie deals with. In the pilot episode, the first universe that the main character Quinn travels to is basically identical to his normal universe, with the big exception being you go on red lights and you stop on green lights, which is the same thing as the main universe they travel to in this movie. Fun fact, when Scott Derrickson was directing this movie, he was in discussions with Natasha Lyonne for a, quote, unknown role. I'm assuming it would have been the mid-credit scene Clea, which was an ultimate play by Charlize Theron. Now, Sam Raimi was not the only director in talks to direct this movie after Scott Derrickson left. Y'all ready for this? Let's hear it. Jennifer Kent, Mike Flanagan. Nice. Oh, you think that's crazy? Here's the next name. Ari fucking Aster was in talks to direct this movie. What? Ari Aster was in talks to direct this movie. Oh, my God. I'm going to be honest. I don't want Ari touching a Marvel thing. Let him do his weird shit. No, I do. I want to see what that looks like. I'm like in a weird middle position with that, where it's like, I want to see it, but I'd rather see Wes Anderson do a 
fucking Marvel movie before Ari Aster. Uh, who's the guy? I love Robert Eggers, who apparently was once asked, hey, would you do a Marvel movie if they asked you? And he said, well, sure I would. But have you seen my movies? Why the fuck would they ask me? <laughs> <laughs> all right. That's all I have for trivia. I just knew you guys especially would appreciate Ari Aster almost directed Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. I would have. I would rather like uh, Danny Ortega. Uh, you know, I really think it should have been uh, Rain Conversi to direct this movie. He was also in talks, uh, but he was uh, he was rejected for being Italian. Okay, yeah. final thoughts on this Ding. movie, boys. Let's go. <laughs> Italians aren't real. I mean, wait, hold on. Italians aren't like an actual race. They're just white people. Italians aren't real. I, I didn't away. say that. I didn't say that. This is fade away. This is fade away. This is the end of the podcast. Italians aren't real. <laughs> Nope. Final thoughts on the movie overall. Me Austin, go. Away. Man, I can't believe that Sue Storm just stood there and watched Wanda kill all those people. <laughs> what was she thinking? I can't wait to find out that the real reason Wanda did all this is because Agatha tricked her again. That second Agatha all along music video is going to be so much funnier. All right, Jovi, what are your final thoughts on the movie? This this movie, we, we've seen that a director can keep his vision and still make a good MCU movie. We've also seen that with James Gunn, Ryan Coogler, Chloe Zhao, uh, Taika Waititi. I think Kevin Feige and uh, Disney owe Edgar Wright a massive apology, and they should let him make a Marvel movie and keep his style. I nominate him for Fantastic Four. Back to you, Tanner. <gasps> oh, I should direct Fantastic Four. It should be me. And Edgar Wright Fantastic Four would drive me to tears. Rain Conversi, known hater of the group. What do you uh, think? Uh, final th- th- go. Uh, very fun, fun time. Was a little frustrated at, with aspects, but fun time. Tim, liar. Final thoughts go. Fun movie. Uh, turns out uh, the way to make me like a Marvel movie is to make it not look like a Marvel movie and make it look like a Sam Raimi movie. If you really want to get the uh, coveted Tim M. Sullivan rare five out of five star rating for a comic book movie recently sam raimi said that he would be up for doing a batman movie give sam raimi a fucking batman movie i want to no, no, see no. that he shit said, he, he said he'd be up for a superman movie i thought it was a dark man movie there were stop gaslighting me you piece of shit james the nerd bruh yeah. final thoughts i uh i don't know i still don't know all right, my turn. Uh, I really love the movie. It's a great time. It has genuine horror elements. I would go as far to say this is a superhero horror movie. Um, I think it has earned that secondary genre label. I really do think it's earned that. You know what else can be described as a horror movie? Your dating life. My life. You! The person watching slash listening to this podcast, listen up because James the Nerd is going to plug his charity stream. Oh, yes. Uh, we just announced, was it yesterday, uh, my new event. I'm calling it the Quarter Life Crisis. Uh, I'm turning 25 in July and I'll be doing a seven day charity event. It was originally going to be 168 straight hours, including sleep streams. But I was like. Let me not do that. So we're going to do seven 12-hour streams. I'm going to have a whole bunch of uh, buddies on, a whole bunch of guests throughout all the whole week. Including us, all of us, hopefully, yeah. if we can get it scheduled. The charities we'll be doing are Suicide Prevention and Muscle Dystrophy, which are my two usuals. That's going to be July 5th through the 12th, twitch.tv slash James the Nerd with two Ds. All right. And now now that you're done following James the Nerd over on Twitch, come on, mosey on down. If you're listening to this on any of the audio platforms we're on, thank you also very much for listening. How about you leave a review? It helps boost us in the algorithm. 
allegedly. And if you are watching this on Spotify video, we cursed a lot. We might have finally actually broke Sonic 2 this time. How about you mosey on down to our Patreon and help donate to one of our tiers so we can, you know, pay Austin. And if you are watching this video on YouTube, thank you oh, oh, oh so very much for watching. Please go down to the comment section below and let me know. What do you think of Doctor Strange's journey in the MCU so far? What do you think of Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness? Are you a big Sam Raimi fan? And finally, if you could meet an alternate version of yourself, would you smooch him or her or them? Comment below and let me know. And uh, while you're down there, hit the like button so we can know how much you like us. Hit the subscribe button so you know how much you love us. And hit the bell icon so I can turn into a dinosaur once again and break inside your home. Thank you all so very much for watching. Tune in next week for... No, we're talking about Marvel Studios' The Avenger, the crossover event that started it all and single-handedly caused Tom Cruise to star in a mummy movie. Tune in next week for that. It'll be a lot of fun. God willing, I'll get us a cool guest for that one, too. We'll, we'll see. It's not me, but it, I wish it was. It's your son, your illegitimate son. You? Dad? Son? This is oddly familiar. Tune in then! Bye! Bye! Bye. See ya. Ha! It's over!